What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to a, another edition of the Legs at War. We have a special, special guest. We're super excited. Every time we come with somebody that is running, people that, that are running, that are, are, are people that we either met or people that we back, it's very exciting to us. Not only is it exciting, but we have a Latina. So to us, that's like, ah, you know what I mean? Anybody that we know that is targeting the Latino community and representing the Latino community, she is running. She's a congressional candidate in Nevada. It's Sister Carolina Serrano. So thank you for joining us, Sister. We appreciate it. Thank you for uh, uh, gracing us with your presence today. Appreciate it. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for coming on, Sister. I had the pleasure of meeting uh, me and Frankie had a pleasure meeting our sister Carolina over there in Nevada when we were over there. And I remember uh, Steve Cortez was raving about you. He had nothing but kind words to say about you. And, and I think, in my opinion, she's going to be a rising star in, in the party. So it's just a pleasure, honor to have you on. And like I said, it never ha uh, hurts that you're a Latina. So that we need more Latino Latinos in, in office. But uh, so all of our uh, viewers that are in Nevada that, that that don't know you, we're just trying to introduce you so they can see you, see how great you are as we see it. But uh, uh, for all those that, do, that don't know you, I just wanted to get your views on the pro-life issue. What are your thoughts and how do you feel on, on the pro-life issue? So for me, um, I think it's an issue that people stay away from so much, but it's really not that complicated. Um, I'm super pro-life. Obviously, I'm Catholic, sure, but that's not really the reason. When you really dig into, for example, you know, when you dig into what happens to a baby during abortion, I just don't see how anybody from a human standpoint can support that. And, you know, I think when you're younger, people talk about it as if, you know, it, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's so disconnected from being an actual life. They kind of, it's like this, idea and it's hey it's protecting the woman she's not ready this and that and so when you're younger you don't really understand the scope of things but i would invite anybody to google or watch the movie unplanned and see what really goes on in abortion clinics and planned parenthood and what really happens to the mothers who end up making a decision when they're young and maybe not informed how that they carry that with them for the rest of their lives and not just the mothers but you know, every baby that is lost to abortion is a family member that never had a chance to live. And that's really, it hits really hard when you think of it that way. Exactly, I, I've always thought that anybody that's pro-life, I don't know how they could watch, I mean, pro-choice, how they could watch that unplanned movie without being changed. Like mm -hmm. you'd have to be like a, have a black heart or something because that, that movie totally exposes it. But we see how important the pro-life issue is right now because we see right now uh, Creepy Joe Biden, uh, his nominee that he elected for the Supreme Court was up there. And it's just that's just so important why we need good Supreme Court justices in there because we don't want more justices um, like that. So we just want to uh, thank you because everybody knows us at Lexit. Uh, we stand strong against it. Plus, uh, I want to tell you too about the pro-life issue that just came out, I think in Maryland, that the Democrats are trying to put a new bill out. They're trying to say it's okay to kill a baby after 28 days after birth. Like that's totally, it's sad. That's totally diabolical murder to me. Imagine that 28 days after, are you insane? Like, is it 
crazy that we're even living in those kind of days where there's even even one day uh, of life, but 28 days you're saying that you could still kill a baby, the Democrats? Wow. I mean, it's it's pure evil. And I think um, Lila Rose said it best, you know? Um, she said, how, how can the violence in the world, I'm paraphrasing, but like how can the violence in the world stop when we discard the most innocent form of life as if it's nothing? And I mean, that example right there of not only, okay, they don't consider a life at any point in time when it's not outside the womb, but now outside of the womb, totally okay for almost a month after to kill a newborn baby. I mean, I just want people to sit there and think about that for a minute. And if you think that that's okay, or there's a reason for that, or there's any type of reason to be able to do that, you really need, you need to go back to church, my friend. Hey man, that's bloodthirsty, <laughs> but go ahead, Frankie. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting because it seems like over time it's, it's it's just been a slippery slope, right? It starts off with, oh, it's just to sell as long as it's early. Okay, well, if it's in this, in the first trimester, it's okay. It doesn't feel any pain. Okay, well, if it's the second trimester, it's not out yet. It's still, it still can't live on its own without the mother. And in the third trimester, oh, it, it's still not technically out. So it's still not considered a baby. The fact that it's, it's, a, it's even a, 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 an idea, a thought, to consider aborting a, a baby after 28 days, right? If the, original, if the original argument was, well, the baby can't live on its own, that, that's a living, breathing baby. It's been alive for 28 days. As, as you said, Jesse, this, this is flat out murder. This murder. is murder. And it's, and it's sad considering everything else that's going on, right? We're, we're not protecting the most innocent. The fact that this Supreme Court possible judge it is giving out incredibly light sentences to pedophiles, it's showing the world that America clearly does not care about its innocent. It doesn't care about children. It doesn't care about protecting children. It has it has no, no compassion, right? The left claims that they're the party of compassion, but they're not protecting kids. There is, there's no science behind it. If you actually, if you wanted to take out all morals, all religion, anything, and strictly stuck to the science, science states, right? If death begins, if death happens when the heart stops, then life should begin when the heart starts, right? It shouldn't be at month nine or 10, because what's to say, if this continues on, who's to say in a couple of years that, they, they could bring in legislation to say, okay, well, you can abort your child up to five years old when it's already in kindergarten learning. Who's going to stop them? They'll go as far as they can. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. No, you're definitely right, sister. Uh, I had a question for you, and I always ask this question. Everybody says it's generic, but if I was just somebody that was just watching, I would want to know. So... I don't know. I, I was having technical issues before I got on, so I don't know if you answered this. What is the biggest reason why that gave you that nudge? Because a lot of, I hear this from a lot of Latinos and Latinas and just people in general. What was the biggest thing that pushed you over to say, you know what, I'm enough is enough. I feel like I have a shot. Because a lot of times people say, nah, man, what, what change can I make? But what was that thing where you see a path, but it was like this, now it's enough is enough. This is, this is where I'm, gonna go and what I'm gonna do. For running? 
Yes, for running. Um, you know, honestly, I think number one, I think that people should do what they feel they can do. I mean, when I decided that I wanted to run, it was a combination of never really being involved in politics and then having it kind of filter into my life by accident and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm so misinformed, you know, like there was so much that I didn't know about politics. So that sparked my curiosity. And then the more that I, you know, I worked on the Hill for a little bit and then I came back and I worked on a, on Donald Trump's reelection campaign. And then you see, especially when I was spearheading Latinos for Trump, the candidates were coming into my office because they needed to reach the Latino vote. And I just remember thinking, man, there's no way that this is the best that we've got, you know? And I, right. and I, and especially Capitol Hill is another eye-opening experience. I encourage people, if they're interested and they're young and, you know, they, they want to see what it's like out there, go out there. I mean, that alone will be, you'll look at the people up there and be like, okay, yeah, I can do this. You know, but honestly, I really think that if you have a passion for your country, if you have um, the capacity and the courage to stand up for your beliefs, you should go for it. Even as even when people tell you no, because trust me, plenty of people told me I can't do it. Nobody's going to want you X, X, Y, Z. And you, that motivated me even more. Right. No, 100 percent. I, I, I think you're spot on because and I've been to Trump rallies before and you see people talk and you see the people that are in your charge and you're like, I mean, we could do this. Yeah, this could be done. And, and it, it's just a change within your own reach, right? Your own community. And that's where it starts. It's because you see it on TV and you're like, wow, so it's so grand, it's so huge. But actually, these are just everyday people that have decided to step step out there. And I think the biggest thing is is putting yourself out there is very can be very uh, intimidating. But you become vulnerable, right? You, yeah. Because everybody's looking at you, and they're you know that's what it is because everybody's gonna be like, okay, what was her name again? <laughs> and then right away you're like, no, oh, this, that, and the other. And I think that's like a big hesitation. But if you go in with the kind of like Trump did, to be honest. And be like, yeah, it is what it is. I don't care. Because that's what the left does. I mean, to be honest, yeah. that's what they do. They're like, get over it. Oh, well. You know, I, I think that people need to remember that really the political system is meant for regular everyday people to be in it. And so Trump was, he kind of broke the mold and that you have to be very PC and, and, and you expect a politician to be a certain way. And it's like, no, why should you expect them to be like that? They're regular people too. So we're all flawed in our own ways. And anybody should, anybody can and should do it. Right, 100%. Go ahead, Jess. I uh, says, so yeah, I want to talk to you about another issue right now. It's pretty big on all of our social media. It's really big. Is uh, about, I want to talk to you about that transgender swimmer. Uh, mm -hmm. to me, it's just a total like a lot of people that I know, even women, are just total outrage. That's totally against women's rights, and that's why it's just so funny that all these feminists, these leftists that always came to be the party of women and women's rights, their silence is deafening. Like, wh where are they at? Like, how can they let, imagine these poor girls, they worked their whole entire lives, training and all that to be the best they can be. And then to have some person, this guy, whatever, come in there and uh, take it from them. To me, that's totally wrong. That's like shame on the NCA doing that is such a thing but I, I wanted to get your thoughts on what do you think uh, of that I mean I think you know like any normal rational person would it's it's crazy that it's even happening um, but for me I think the transgender push 
is a lot more nefarious than it seems. You know, I think that there's a lot of money that company like Big Pharma can make off of somebody who they confuse from a young age and decide to go into, you know, hormone therapy. I think to them, it's this cash cow. And I think that they want to push society into a different realm. But in the process of it, of course, like women are going to, we're, we're losing our status, our, our, our ability to compete against amongst each other and, and shine in our in whatever sports that we want to go into and in different areas of life. But just any rational person, I mean, the way that they've uplifted, you know, transgenders, especially, you know, in sports, we even have the doctor, Rachel Levine, woman of the year. I mean, for any rational person, it's it's total insanity. And that's where you really look at the country and you think, man, we're going through some dark, dark times. Right. Exactly. Imagine uh, that's totally sad. Like you said, even woman of the year, you guys can't even win that. Like, well, imagine poor little girls growing up. Like, we're we're just gonna get your self esteem. Like, hey, mom, we can't win at nothing. Like, where could we be the best? And no, no matter how much I train or whatever, there's no way I'm gonna be able to physically, biologically uh, go against this. You know what I mean? It's just totally insanity. Uh, and two, I just and also we see the push of them trying to push all that kind of stuff in schools, which is very sad. And we've seen Ron DeSantis out there in Florida. I love him, but he's mm-hmm. out there pushing, and they try to lie and say about the don't say gate with which they're totally lying on it. They want and, and all that stuff. I just wish that we would see more Republicans or conservatives coming out doing the same. It should be like across the nation all. Republicans should have been that, or they should be all out speaking in his defense, backing him and all that. But we don't see that's one thing I give about the left, no matter how ridiculous, how crazy, whatever, they all stay down, united, and lockstep with each other, all of them. And look at our side. Like it's almost like DeSantis is out there like a lone wolf out there. He's like, where's everybody else saying, Yeah, we agree. You know, he's already having to hear it from the left and the fake media and all of that. But I just we need more uh bold conservatives in there that are patriots and that are going to just stand boldly like like DeSantis is I mean yeah I would even say it's it goes further than that I mean just any rational human being you have to be unafraid to say the truth which is there's biological differences between men and women and that there are men and women who exist and it's it's two genders it's it's you know male and female and that's it I mean they just have to stop pretending or being quiet because they're too scared to be called intolerant or stupid or whatever. I don't know what it, I don't know what they're so scared of, but this is just basic, basic knowledge, rational, um, calling out things for what they are. Amen. Go ahead, Frank. That's, that's honestly really what it is. There's such a large fear factor. I mean, everything in the last two years has been about fear, fearing COVID, right? Fearing, Russia, fearing being canceled, fearing everything. And if you go against that narrative, they want you to believe that your life will be destroyed, your personal life, your financial life, your job, everything, your family structure, if you don't go along with this narrative. And it's, it's sad because if you don't stand up for what's right, imagine how much worse it's going to be. You know, the, the fact that you can't even go on Twitter and say, hey, this swimmer is biologically male. Hey, this Dr. Levine, who's woman of the year, is biologically a male. 
how many Twitter accounts have been suspended already? One, one, there was another one today and yesterday. I can't think of who it was now. Charlie Kirk. Yes, Charlie Kirk. That was the Charlie last Kirk. One. The Babylon oh. Bee. Yes, the yeah, Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee who's, who's who wants to the Babylon yeah. built on, up their whole thing about satire and making light and jokes of what's happening in the country is being permanently suspended from platforms because they're actually speaking truth. That's how you know times are getting dangerous when satire is becoming truth. And right. it's 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 sad and dangerous because I, I understand that those who don't understand the complexity of this see it as, well, we need to be compassionate. The, these people, this is how they feel. They want to be this. That's great and jolly. But all of those personal things that are going on, all of that should be behind closed doors. Who you're in love with and who you're with, that should all be behind closed doors. You don't see people who are heterosexual having parades every weekend, shouting at the top of their lungs, hey, I'm straight, come give me some special treatment because I'm straight. No one cares. All of that should be behind mm -hmm. closed doors. That should not be the center of your identity. Mm -hmm. it, it should never be the center of your identity. And it's 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 just a it's 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 so sad that people can't stand up. If all of these women, for example, from from that swim team, from all, all those swimmers who were in that competition, if every single one of them stepped down and said, "I'm not going to compete," "I'm not coming to another meet," all of this would be solved instantly. They might lose a season or two, let's say, to, to sacrifice standing up for themselves. But imagine if there were no athletes to compete. Mm -hmm. These organizations would have nothing. They would have nothing without their athletes. They They'd be scared that the media would attack them, say that they're hateful and all that. You know that they would attack them. Which is also what's sad. These are your female athletes and, and actresses and singers that are all, I mean, remember when Adele came out and said, I'm proud to be a woman, mm -hmm. and she was getting attacked. So it's that's that's how you know that it has nothing to do with compassion for this LGBT community. This has a deeper agenda that people don't realize. If you're not following the LGBT community agenda, if you're not turning gay and lesbian and trans yourself, you are against them. If you are straight and proud of it, you're against them. If you're proud to be a woman, you're against them. And that goes against technically everything that they're saying. If you're saying you should be proud of who you are and who you feel nat naturally to be, that's how, how is that protecting everyone else who, who wants to say, hey, I'm really proud to be a woman. Now that's a bad thing. Then you're, you're literally the biggest hypocrite there is. You don't stand by what you're saying. Yeah, no, 100%, sis. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's all, I don't even know anymore, man. I don't even, like, sometimes I talk, turn on social media and I'm just like, barf. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just look at it and you're like, you don't even know what's, you know, you know how you're scrolling and you see it and you're like, you just like yeah. stuff. You know how you just normally do that? And then I'll get a message like, really? You like that <laughs> trans picture? I'm like, what did, what did I just like? I didn't even know I liked it. I was just scrolling up and just liking everything, right? But yeah, it, it's it's nuts. But so I, I got a question for you, sis. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure because you worked on the Trump campaign, uh, uh, running Republican was a no-brainer, right? So of course, how is your welcoming when it comes to Republicans? And how, what's your pushback when it comes to Democrats? Have you 
Have they done any smear campaign? Have they done that yet? Have they went out there and tried to? I always like to ask these questions because I want the voter to know what the candidate is up against. A lot of times people complain or they, they don't say nothing. A lot of the voters go, man, they're not dealing with nothing. They're just making money. But these are real people that are dealing with families, lives, and whatever else being on the forefront. Yeah. Um, well, number one, the Uniparty is a real thing. Uh, Democrats, so right now my challenge really isn't with Democrats. I'm sure when I win, that will come later. But um, right now it's really Republicans that, you know, to your face will say, yeah, we need Hispanic, we need conservative, we want a woman. But right behind the scenes, they're doing everything they can to undermine you and make sure that you don't you don't uh, win. I had a lot of, I've had a, some people who, you know, to my face, oh yeah, you're gonna be so great, this and that. And then, you know, I can tell, like, I, this is the thing, I'm no dummy, I've, I've dealt in, in the hospitality world for 20 years. I mean, I'm very good with people and, and understanding people's motives, so. You could spot a phony a mile away. Yeah, almost from the beginning. I could tell when they were trying to get me to drop out of the race. And I was like, nope, not dropping out. They tried a lot of things. They ran candidates against me. They're running candidates against me. Um, so there's certainly people within the party who want to keep the uniparty intact. So it's okay, though. Mm. I mean, to me, I, I use it as that's that's my fuel. That's my motivation. And you know what's crazy is you just, and anybody that uh, didn't hear this, we were off of, uh, I think we're off the live when you said this, how important Nevada is. And it's funny because the Uniparty always wants to keep things together in these states that are important. If you haven't noticed, I mean, McCarthy, they, they, he doesn't live too far from her, Karen McCarthy. So people like that, they know California, they're not, they just, they have their strongholds here and there. But for the most part, these states like Nevada, Arizona, certain states, it's like, for some reason they want to, the, the 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 in the bigger schemes things these this uniparty wants to keep that intact because they want to be able to control it to you you win some we win some we help you you help us scratch your back right for the most part or? well but i want to clarify when i say the uniparty it's not it's not national people right now i'm saying like local local republicans okay. here in las vegas who right, right you know they they are certainly getting people to run against me in these different races nationally mm. to be honest i you know there's not much too much attention in the primary in Nevada. Um, I wish there was more though, because like I was saying right. offline, Nevada really is important. And you know, right. if you look at California, uh, how did we lose California? I feel like because people thought, well, it's just gonna be in California, but that it spreads, that attitude spreads. And so I think Nevada was so overlooked for a long time by the actual people who live here. And they've been able to get away with a lot of things because nobody's really paying attention. And that's where I say, we gotta wake up because Nevada's a strong state, it's a great state, it's a swing state, and it's an important state to focus on. And that's where I do wish National would, would pay a little bit more attention in the primaries, um, but such is life, you know? Right, I remember uh, my first Trump rally was in uh, Vegas. It was mm -hmm. in 2020, I think it was February. I went to the, uh, the Trump rally out there and I remember seeing the support, we all, you know what I mean? And I sat there and I was thinking to myself and talking to some people from there, how important it was. And they were saying the same thing you were. They were like, we feel it, it doesn't get a lot of national news. And maybe a lot. And it's so sad because there's so much money that's being thrown at places that, that and I'll be honest with you, that has no shot of winning. Mm -hmm. We don't. And I see that a lot. But places like yours where we're like, man, we have a shot. 
we have a Latina. It would make sense, right? Yeah. In a state like this, for everybody to donate money, but for some reason, it's like, we're not gonna focus on that right now. We're gonna focus on this. Oh, we're yeah. gonna look at this. And it, it is a little discouraging sometimes. Yeah, it's a bummer, but I hope that, you know, 2020 kind of put Nevada on the map a little bit because it was obviously one of the six swing states with the election that um, right. a lot of funny business happened down here. So I hope that it's starting to put um, it's starting to get on people's radar a bit more. And, you know, we start to focus on it. I mean, that's what I want to do with my win. I want to make sure that Nevada is stays at the top of people's minds. Right. No, 100 percent. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, we really hope that uh, you win out there, and we hope that the, the RNC and all of them be out there backing you because I don't know how it is out there, but over here in California, they don't do quite enough. Like for the candidates out here, they literally like missing in action or good candidates that are coming up good, patriot candidates. Uh, they're not they're not backing them or just so. Hopefully, they wake up out there like like Aaron was saying. Nevada is so important, and we need to we need to win it. And plus, there's a lot of Latinos out there, so obviously mm -hmm. they start paying more attention to the Latino vote because we see the Latinos up to fifty percent now. We got the momentum, we got everything going. So I just hopefully they uh, the the RNC wakes up and uh, puts money in and backs you and other good candidates that uh, we need in there. But uh, uh, we're gonna be closing it up. But I just want you to talk like directly to the viewers and tell them like. Why should they vote for you? Why, like, why does it? Why does Nevada need you? And why should they put their vote in for you? This is why, because I think I need people to understand that we are in a zero-sum game where one side's going to win and the other side's going to lose. And you need candidates who recognize that and who are unafraid to stand up and actually fight for the country, its citizens, and to stand on issues that are not popular. Um, I think we all know that the Democrats, the media. Everyone piles in when you stand up for America and its citizens. And, you know, Donald Trump, he should be an inspiration to a lot of people because he and his family took a lot of heat for the four years that he was in office. And but that's what somebody with courage does. That's when you that's when you know somebody loves and believes in this country. And so I hope that people understand that that's who we need to start electing is we need to. This is the time for fighters. You know, we have a couple elections where we can undo all the damage that people have done. And you need people who have the courage to say the things that need to be said and to speak about issues that are hot buttons, but that are we have to be matter of fact about things. There's no more making deals with the left. I mean, we have nothing in common with the left at this point. No. And so everybody go to Carolina for Congress, talk com, donate, volunteer to help her. Let's let's everybody unite. Let's make sure to get her in, and I'll let you say uh, some closing words. I'll go around. Go ahead, Frankie, and then Aaron. Go ahead, go ahead, Frankie. I am just. I'm honestly. I'm just really excited to have the opportunity to meet Carolina, and you can tell that she has this genuine spirit of a fighter inside of her. So I'm. I'm really excited. Um, just stay on the lookout because Nevada is honestly going to be the next Virginia with everything that happened up there. Nevada is going to be the next. The next day, the national news, you'll see it yes. with everything happening here with education, with all of the set, all, all of the seats that are up for grabs. Yep. Um, the fact that we have how, how many Carolina, 42, 41 districts in Nevada. And this we we had 20 something empty seats for the longest. Mm -hmm. time. And no one can no one no one is a Republican opposition for these seats. And this is the first time that we have someone running for every single Everything. district. Yep. So this is really exciting. This is our time to absolutely flip Nevada. 
and fix all the damage that they've done. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, sis. So I want to let everybody know you guys need to support this sister. I'm going to tell you why. I, I feel like I'm a lot like her. When I meet people, you see real people. And what I see, first and foremost, is, is a real sister that I think she's tired of the BS to me. She looks like she didn't join this thing to play around. She's like, all right, let's get some stuff done. I'm not trying to hear to be cool with you and this and that. I need to get stuff done for people that, because you're tired of it. And for whatever mm -hmm. reason, you know, it pushed you. So we're everyday Latino. We're not the ones you see that get paid to do stuff. I just was on a jackhammer all day. So believe us, you guys, we're yeah. everyday Latinos. So we, Jess has met the sister personally. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. These are the people that we need to support because if they spend enough time, we've actually had candidates where we reached out to and they don't have a shot in hell. I'll be honest with you. And they just reject us. And we're just like, really, we're doing you a favor. <laughs> but the sister, right. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, really? But I'll be honest with you, the sister like this to even say, you know what, I'll go, we'll, we'll go on because they're real sisters and, and they're real people and they actually want to make a change and they actually want to, you know, be able to touch people. just kind of like, you know, to be honest, like how Trump did and be like, hey, look it, I'm, I'm for the people. And, you know, coming from legs, it, sister, you have our back and we definitely will be supporting you in the future. And if, if there's anything that we could do, um, just send information, whatever, and we'll post it and we'll blast it for sure. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to make a difference for real. Amen, everybody. So, and then if you're interested in join one of our chapters, then just go to wearelexit.com. But thanks for coming on, sister. Remember, remember, so go vote Carolina in Nevada, everybody. Thank you. Carolinaforcongress.com. <laughs>